I want to welcome everyone back to the Duck Pond Wall, and I'm Monica Hoyle, your host, the Alumni Director at Emory & Henry, and today it is my pleasure to have with us, all the way from Memphis, Tennessee, Dr. Stacy Woolard, who is with us today to talk to us about her work. Stacy, thank you so much for being with us. No, thank you for having me. Well, you graduated in 2004, as I recall. I did. From having looked it up two minutes ago, which is long enough for me to forget. Yeah. So let's talk about what you're doing now and how you got there. Tell everybody where you work because you've got a really cool, cool position that you're in. So I am the assistant director or research operations manager of the Flow Cytometry and Cell Sorting Shared Resource Center Core Lab at St. Jude's Children's Research uh, Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. Well, wait. That's easy for you to say. Holy and that's God. the end of the story. Yeah. <laughs> that's your that's your job title? Well, so I am the assist direct, assistant director or the manager of a core lab at St. Jude. And the name of the lab is the flow cytometry, which is the, uh, the technique, the instrumentation that I use. And uh, we are a core lab that works in identifying cells and sorting them out for different investigators. You know James McCracken? I don't know. He's an Emory and Henry alum. And the only reason I know the word flow cytometer is because that's what he does. He travels. He, oh, goes, I'm so- he goes and shows people how to use a flow cytometer. Oh, well, then I'm, I've seen him at a convention. There is really not that many of us out there, okay. believe it or not. Well, I'm impressed make, you know that word. We're going to make that connection when this is over with, because I okay, think it's hilarious. Great. I'm so happy that I was able to use that word in a sentence, just like I yes. kind of knew what we were talking my about. My parents still don't even know it. <laughs> and they have my business card. And well, the, is your business card like the size of a sheet of paper? Because that is a no, lot of words. Okay. No, it is. We try to abbreviate a little bit. Well, so, so boil it down for us. And I'm going to just play ignorant because it comes so easily for me. When I think of St. Jude, I don't always think about research as much as I think about serving families. Talk to us about the kind of research that you do there. So I, um, let me back it up a little bit. Um, When I graduated in 2004, I knew I wanted to go to grad school. I worked with Dr. Melissa Tapner a lot at my time at Emory and Henry. And I took a year off and I ended up at ETSU, at Quilla Medical School for their PhD program in biomedical sciences, because I was really drawn to um, medicine, but I have to admit, I really didn't like people that much. Um, I, I really- Thanks for your honesty. I mean, just put that out there. Um, I was really interested in the why, you know, why were these disease happening? And uh, I'm an, trained viral immunologist. And so I, I actually, as everybody knows, with the time of COVID, that's what Dr. Anthony Fauci does. So wow. I, are you, are I did you a thinking lot. you might be the next Dr. Anthony Fauci. Are you going to, do you want that job? No. no. Okay. Just checking. Mm-hmm. No. Just checking. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I just want to get my laundry down by the end of the week. Um, <laughs> so I, I studied the immune system a lot, and I really fell in that love with that part of science. And so um, in 2009, uh, St. Jude was doing their um, 
National Graduate Student Symposium. So they go to different grad schools and just recruit people to apply to this program. And if you got accepted, you came down to Memphis to that's where our campus is. And you gave your talk and talked about your research and hopefully you left with a job. So not going to lie, I'm from Tennessee. I did not want to move to Memphis. Where in Tennessee are you from? I'm from like a small town called Dandridge. I know Dandridge. So, it's right where the yeah. interstate splits. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So um, I always tell people north of Knoxville, kind of near Dollywood, because everybody thinks, you know, it stops at Knoxville. But I grew up in Tennessee, and I, I was like, I, I really wanted to move out of the state. Um, and so I did a bunch of different um, interviews and everything for grad schools and postdocs at this point. And I came down there for the, the recruitment and I fell in love with it, fell in love with the mission. The mission is no child dies in the dawn of life. And so everybody oh, is seeing that really the actual the, mission statement. That's so beautiful. It's, yeah, it's I mean, we have a huge mission statement, um, but that's basically what it boils down to. And also that families, you know, as they're going through all of this with their kids, um, they don't have to deal with the, the cost. Um, and I have to tell you, like, so one of the, the main draws to this place is the cafeteria, which is crazy. You <laughs> I don't think I mean, I've ever heard anybody say that. No. And the reason why is because we actually eat in a cafeteria where our patients are. Now this oh. is all pre COVID and everything. Yeah. And so you would see what your research was going for. You know, I've had a mom give me hugs. I mean, you know, as you sit and get coffee with people and, you know, uh, my first Christmas actually at St. Jude was I turned the corner after getting a cup of coffee there, which coffee is a huge, important part of St. Jude. Um, um, I ran into an elf, like smack dab into an elf. And I'm like, where else on this planet would you do this at work? It's a magical place because Santa comes and. It's just, it's a magical place for the kids. And, but anyways, as I, um, I started interviewing, I kept getting drawn back to this place because not only are they worrying about the patients and they're, you know, you hear about the fundraising for um, the medical care. You don't realize what goes on in behind the scenes with the research. The research that they're doing there is phenomenal. It's in a leukemias, lymphomas, uh, solid tumors. We also do stuff with um, sickle cell, hemophilia. Um, it, it goes on and on. We do a lot with wow. flu, believe it or not. People oh. that help with the WHO for the flu vaccine, they work at St. Jude. People who have worked with COVID work at St. Jude. Um, oh, I've ran into a Nobel laureate in the elevator and, you know, kind of geeked out a little bit. It happens. Was, um, there, it, was there a restraining order involved? No, no. He's a, everybody there is just, it's really a great collaborative place to work as far as research is concerned. And well, why so, do you think, well, why do you think that is? Do you think, do you think other people are also drawn to the mission? It's drawn to the mission, drawn to the support. Um, just, um, I mean, from an standpoint you know I have a family of four so like when this pandemic happened you know uh, everybody starts worrying and I have to tell you like St. Jude was the safest place I ever felt like going uh, so that we could continue our work 
during this time. But, you know, our health, our patients' health, everybody's health on that campus was of utmost importance so that we could continue. I mean, we did take um, basic research, took two months off during quarantine. But, I mean, we never really shut down. Wow. That's terrific. So, well, and I, th- you know, I, I do feel stupid that I didn't know that about the research part of it. No. I, you know, and you've been there. You've been there lo- longer than you predicted. It, it, how long have yeah. you been there? 13 years? So, yeah, I was, um, I joined the bone marrow transplant um, department for my fellowship. Um, we were just, my work, my wife also works at St. Jude. What is she um, We were only going to be there. So she's now um, also works in Xenograft's core. Um, basically, she takes, sol- she works in solid tumors, and so she'll take, like, um, a solid tumor that they've been growing from a patient that they're studying and just keep growing it so that we always have access to it. Wow. And so I'm on the flip side in that I work more on, um, like, leukemias and lymphomas, like the, the liquid stuff, <laughs> um, <laughs> if I try to put it that way. Um <laughs> So I work on, uh, if, for example, we take um, a sample from a patient and my investigator that I work with, because I'm a core lab, I help investigators. So I run this instrument. It's what I do. Um, this technique is like my expertise. And so like investigators there will consult with me. We'll determine like if they're wanting to look at a certain type of leukemia, um, we'll design an experiment. And I'll put it on my instrument, put the patient sample on, and I'll basically take like a bone marrow sample, put normal cells in one tube and that leukemia cell into another tube to give that to them so they can do whatever they want to it. Wow. Wow. So you're kind of of pivotal. I mean, it's, it's a great technique. And St. Jude has done a lot to make sure that we have the best uh, in the field. For example, now we can look at um, people have heard about um, these CAR T cells or different types of stem cells and how you can basically mutate a gene or take it out or put it back in. the technology that I use, we can look at one cell at a time and identify over 30 different markers on that one cell. So we wow. can tell you what's going on outside the cell and inside the cell. That's crazy. And that, it, and that's because of the flow cytometer? Yes. And it, am I correct that there aren't a lot of people in the world who really know how to use a flow cytometer? There's... Well, there's not a lot of people who know how to do them good. No, we, uh, no, there, there's not. Um, I believe it or not, the technology is getting more affordable. Um, so, for example, I went to ETSU. Um, they had good funding, but they still at that time only have like a four color um, cytometer. The one that I work on now can go up to 60 colors. But that's also showing not just like the degree of difficulty, but it's also showing the advancement. And like you said, 13 years, because after my fellowship with a bone marrow transplant, I transitioned to this core lab and I've just worked my way up. Well, in the 13 years that you've been there, what are, are there things that you have seen? Are there um, advances you have seen that make you go, wow? 
Who would have? Oh yeah. Um, we've looked at different mixed um, phenotype leukemias. Um, it was in the news a couple years ago about the cure for bubble boy. Oh. Um, we worked on that. Um, oh, there's been, oh, there's been quite a few. Yeah. So that's got to give you some encouragement for oh, yeah. on what you're doing. Yes. Um, it, it keeps you motivated. It really does. I have to say it makes. It's it's a job, so I guess there's the there's the days that you're just like, uh, but I mean it keeps you motivated what you're doing. As you know, for me, I love being able to see what I'm doing affects people, and you know, during my first five years that I was at St. Jude, I actually was also um, an adjunct professor at a community college for nursing students teaching micro. And that just, that just, that was a lot, but I like, I love teaching. And so my job now allows me to like train, uh, St. Jude now has a grad school. So no, I get kidding. to help. I didn't know that either. Yeah. yeah. I think we're in our third or fourth year. Don't quote me. Cause I may, I don't know. I will not. Quote um, but yes, we, um, they've just started, I want to say an MPH program. That's the problem. It's so big. I don't even know what all we're doing. They just, uh, Haley just came back, you know, from the inspiration. She went up on the SpaceX, astro, you know, the mission. Oh, yeah. And so there was this huge, um, um, you know, attention brought to childhood cancer. And so in conjunction with that, we've also, um, we have a new building that's for basic research. It's just beautiful. So they're, they're doing a lot with developmental neurobiology. You know, there's just so much. All over the place. How, how big is the operation? I mean, you've got the hospital, you've got research. How, how many like employees? I mean, I, you're not going to know that answer. You're not supposed to know that answer. I know it's just, over 5,000. No kidding. Mm-hmm. And is everything located sort of in the same campus? Or? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, Don't ask me how. It's, it's actually grown so much even in the 13 years that I've been there. Yeah. Just to remind everybody, we're talking with Dr. Stacy Woolard, Emory and Henry class of 2004, who is a researcher. I'm going to just make it shorter because I'm lazy about your title, who is a researcher at St. Jude's Hospital in Memphis. And, you know, I think the best thing that you've said to me so far, because it was on my list to ask you that question, is that you get to meet the families, because I was afraid they had you squirreled back in some little you know, cubby with your flow cytometer and that you would never get to see the light of day and you never get to see people. But I love that you get to interact with people in the cafeteria and other places. I would think that that makes all the difference. Oh, it does. And of course, I have to say this was all pre-COVID. Right. Um, right. None of this has resumed yet. Um, but you know, they used to do a huge winter wonderland for the patients with Santa. We had a big thing where all the departments would have a different theme for trick-or-treating and the kids would come trick-or-treating. Um, and then one thing that I absolutely love now is we now have three um, uh, dogs, two for the patients and families, and we're now one for us, the <laughs> employees. So that's always sweet to see, you know, get on the elevator with a cute little golden. That's awesome. Uh, and a golden has to make you happier. It's just, it's like a part Especially of Especially your- as she's got pink bows in her hair. Come on. I think, I think it's in the golden retriever like job description. Must be yeah. adorable and, and must be 
fun and happy and just must yeah. bring joy. Must bring joy. Exactly. So um, apparently there's a whole posse of you cute young people. And I'm going to say you're young, even though I know you got a big birthday coming up. But in, um, oh. I'm going to say that it sounds like you all, a bunch of you at Emory Henry were all biology majors. Is that what you majored in? I, it was. And it so was. did you, did you, uh, did you see this being your trajectory or did you have other plans? I, you know, I, it was kind of in my plans. Let me say that. Um, I was pretty, as I graduated, it was just like a huge turning point in my life for every, uh, lots of reasons. But um, like, I knew I didn't want to go to medical school, but I really liked the why. And so I took a year off actually. Um, and still we did some like PAing and just helping out at Emory and Henry and realized how much I loved biology. And then I, I was like, okay, I am going to go to grad school. Um, I thought I would actually would love to end up at a school like Emory and Henry teaching. I loved oh, it. Yeah. It was so pivotal in my career, in my life. Right. You know, and I always, you know, I always, you know, had that picture of, you know, uh, walking to campus. I loved going to McLaughlin Street from Mawa. I loved it, even though now I've noticed that there's boys living in my room. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know. You leave and things change. Mm -hmm. I know. Um, But yeah, I I thought I wanted to be a professor. And, you know, as I got to um, St. Jude and I fell in love with the mission and then I got to realize that I still got to keep my teaching and I absolutely love it and can't imagine doing anything else. Wow. Well, I love that you got there and really just kind of fell in love with the place. I think that's terrific. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, yeah, and go ahead. I was going to say, I have to admit, I miss the mountains oh, so bad, though. Yeah. The Mississippi is not that. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's pretty, but I miss the mountains so bad. It's just and a it's different. Hot. It's a different it's kind so of pretty. Here. I, yeah. I remember visiting Slidell one day, and I, that visit was enough for me. That was that was yeah. enough for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and you can visit, and I hope that you'll do that soon. I know that we, mm-hmm. you've got, on top of this, we haven't even said that in addition to trying to save the world, you also um, have twins, and so you also have to do that. Yeah, four-year-old twin boys. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, they keep me busy. Yeah, but um, do they understand what you do? No, not really. Um, they, they, um, every time I pick up my bag, they say, um, I need to go to work so I can take them to the store. Um, but no, uh, we actually, uh, on Saturday night, St. Jude, um, did a, a big drive through light show for the employees. Cause we used to, you know, go to the zoo and everything, but we can't because of COVID. So, we, you know, we, we take them there, you know, and, we show them, you know, a little bit about what we do, um, but we're not there yet. Yeah. If, if you had to tell somebody um, what it is that you most want them to know and understand about St. Jude, what would it be? I thought Honestly, I'd get really weird and philosophical here at the end. I know, it's, and it makes it even more impactful now that I have my own kids. Um, cause I have to admit, like, you know, having them, there's some days it is really hard when I go to the, the cafeteria and I see a kid and 
I think our pediatrician hates me a lot because I'm like, can you please look at this lump just in case, you know? And she's like, stop. Um, you know, too much. I mean, you know, you, yeah. you can't not think about that stuff. Yeah. Um, we all do it for the kids. Like really, I mean, you see them and that's why we do it. And honestly, that's why I went into science. That's why I went into medicine. So I, I love it that I can see it on a daily basis. I think that's terrific. And, and how neat to get to work for a place that really is that committed to, to making it okay for kids as best they can. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and the good thing is, you know, it's not only do they put an effort into, you know, the patients, their families, and it's not just the parents, it's their siblings. Like the siblings have a place to come and vent or just to relax when their, their siblings are getting treated. But there's a huge initiative in their employees, like whether it be, you know, continuing education for fellows or basic researchers, um, there's a huge commitment into the future, if that makes sense. Yeah, so because they, love, so they want you to be happy. They want you to be a good right. and a, a continued employee. And it's a, it's a good employee, but it's also, it's a the mission. I mean, honestly, I keep coming back to that because, I mean, the mission isn't just for this year or next year. It's something that's going to keep continuing to grow. And so we have to grow with it. You know, I am embarrassed to say that I don't know how old I was before I realized that they, that families didn't have to pay when they went to to St. Jude. I didn't, Mm -hmm. I thought that was, I didn't know that. And that's a pretty hefty commitment to make, but, but it seems like they're able to make, to make that happen for families. And it's phenomenal. Yes. And, you know, they, um, they're constantly doing their best, you know, to, you know, find um, if, uh, you know, the, the patients need it or the families need any place to stay. Um, if they need, I, I know of someone whose uh, relative had to stay and it was a baby and they constantly were supplying to make sure that the baby had constant entertainment. So they had toys so I really do like to think, you know, I know people are really pessimistic in this time, but I like to think that everybody that works there is doing this from the bottom of their hearts. Because, I mean, when you do see those kids smile, it's so good. It's too hard. Well, it's exciting to hear what you're doing. And you, you have to know that we're proud of you. We're proud of what you're doing. Oh, we're proud of, you. proud of how, proud of how you've taken it. Taking I was gonna your say, intelligence I have to say, and taking it to do good things for people. And I think that's But true. I couldn't do it without Emory and Henry because, I mean, I was a first-generation student that had no idea what she was doing. And, wow. uh, you know, I developed so much on that campus. I mean, my best friend is my college roommate, you know, my kid's aunt that we still talk to. And, yeah. I love that. I'm very proud of you all, too. Let's face it, you're the poster child of what Emory and Henry is able to accomplish that, you know, we have faculty members who same same thing with kind of like what you're doing. These are not faculty members who want you to fall apart and fail. They want you to succeed and go do right. Well. Yes. And that was so, the thing. Like I always felt support. And I think, of course, it shows I gravitated towards that because I also have that type of personality and want to work for someplace like that. 
Tell me, was there something that it was not related to academics or biology that you find that you carry with you and use that you sort of get tickled that it's been so pivotal for you? Oh, I don't know. Like what? Oh, I don't know. Like, um, you know, an organization or an activity or did you play sports? I didn't play sports. Oh, I was a member of Delta Rho. Delta. Oh, there's that. Yes. Yeah. I don't want you to miss and the chance I to love- talk about that. I love those ladies. Yeah. All right, that, well. uh, they, they helped, you know, free me out of my shell. You know, it was a strong group of confident women, so supportive. And I mean, like I said, my best friend, who's college roommate, also sorority sister, and I couldn't live without her. So I love it. My, right. my only problem is, is yeah. that I had twin boys that were born around the same time of homecoming. So. You can, keep plan, trying to you can plan these things now, Stacey. What were you, you know, thinking? I keep trying. I keep trying. You know, I asked, actually asked her to keep them in a couple of weeks because my wife <laughs> carried them. So I may have almost got thrown out of the room. But yeah. um, I was like, yeah. you October mean she, just didn't really work with for me. But it, she stayed with you even after you said hold those babies in two more weeks? Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, you better keep that lady around. I know. I'll try. Yeah. Do your best. Do your best. <laughs> well, Stacy, this is great. And again, we are proud of what you're doing and excited about what you're doing. And if folks want to learn more about St. Jude and the work that, that goes on there, just St. Jude dot, is it org? Yeah. Or reach yeah. out to me. Um, especially, you know, if anybody's wanting to look into internships, if, you know. Ooh, I just heard a magic word. I'm just saying we we I can we have an academic programs department. So mm, I'm going to pass that along to the friends of the sciences folks and make sure they know that you, that you're offering to help out with that because that would be fantastic. All right, Dr. Stacy Woolard, Emory and Henry class of 2004. We thank you for being with us. We thank you for the work you're doing. Thank you for having me. You bet. And I want to thank everybody who's listening to for being with us today on the Duck Pond Wall. Keep on listening to WEHC, the voice of Southwest Virginia. Mm-hmm.